0: Roger. Okay, I think you're pulling the wrong one. i okay. just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit, uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold the right so tight. Okay? that right. what? Okay, Hi! Welcome,
1: Welcome to the, the podcast. podcast. This is how it's, it's gonna to start. start. you going to sound normally. Chat, like you hear the this. the
2: music? Yeah, I can hear the music. Yeah. It's pretty good, right? Super funky. I'm going to turn my phones up a bit. Hi, welcome to Live to Tape. We're rolling. Oh, oh what a surprise. Oh. Oh. Down, sneak Snake attack.
3: Down
2: long, long That's good. That's nice. I like to just get going. Oh, oh yeah. Because that way we don't have to
1: worry about, like, you told me something crazy.
2: How have you been? Yeah. How have you been? I like it. I like this ease in. This is a
1: song I can't stop listening to. It's this band called Spirit. Mm hmm. It's called The Other Song.
2: I like it. It's from like 1973. I like the name. I like the yeah. title. I like the sound. It's like Hendrix meets Can. Mm hmm.
1: What else? Should I, should I put something different on it? This
2: is good. Whatever you're feeling. It's pretty rainy It's a rainy, rainy day. day. Rain. It's been like a rainy week. I know. It's gloomy. You know, the- I'm into it. Where are you from originally? I'm from Oakland, California. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes it rains there too. What's your deal? <laughs> I always want to do Who are your that. guys? Hey, who are your guys?
1: <laughs> I feel like who are your guys is a good one, obviously. But that's why I'd ask the president, you know. <laughs> but I think what's your deal is the ultimate thing. It's like, what's your what's your deal?
2: What's your thing? What are you about? What's what do you, your style? What do you get off? <laughs> How do you get off? How do you get off? Where do you get off? How do you sleep? <laughs> who what, do you think you are? What keeps
1: you awake? Oh, <laughs> uh, all what you things think you are is a great presumption.
2: I think form. about so much do you really? every day when I wake up. Think about oh, who yeah. you are? Yeah, why we're here, what I'm doing, yeah. who we are. The rain makes it worse, I think.
1: It makes you more introspective?
2: <sighs> yeah, I pretty much think about death as soon as I wake up. No way. Yeah, I'll sleep for another hour, shake it off. Really? Yeah.
1: What's What type of death <laughs> are you thinking about?
2: I don't know. I just wonder how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. Jeez. It's going to hurt.
1: That's kind of good, though. I have I have a theory that if you think about how you're going to die? Then uh, you won't die that way. Because I'm never going to die. Maybe. Well, if you think about all the options, it's like, you know, like uh, like the other day, I had to get on the roof. And I took a ladder and I was by myself. Uh oh. I was thinking like, it's bad to do that because if I fall and hurt myself, no one would be able to help me. Yeah. And the dog can't help me. But because I was by myself, I was like, okay, gotta take this real slow. Gotta make sure I don't fall. I'm gonna go on down. Okay. What would happen if this ladder fell? I'll be okay because I'm falling to the, the soft ground. I don't have anything sharp with me.
2: Yeah, so. you got to picture it all. Yeah. Map I, it out. Nothing bad
1: happened, but I was prepared for it to happen. That's why it didn't happen. because I. Failed.
2: You think so? I think well, that's part of it. I guess but, I'm going to be fine then. I think, I think you think probably will. Constantly. Really? When did it start? Um... It's been, like, most of my life. Well, you know, because I grew up really religious, so right? I, yeah. like, thought about hell and the apocalypse a lot as a kid.
1: What was your religious, uh, break? We could you talk about it? We've talked about it before. Yeah. you amazing podcast, but can you oh, we talk about that real quick? We were to bring, great on it. Talk about it right now so we can keep It's called
2: so can... Who's Your God? We talk yeah. to comics about mm-hmm. their religious beliefs. You were great on it. I knew you'd be great. It's I mean, fun you know I think about. you're the funniest.
1: I, I appreciate that. I feel um, the same way.
2: But it's shocking how many people that I think are, like, smart, introspective, funny people that we do have on who are really? like, I never thought about this stuff. I'm like, what? Oh,
1: yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> never? You think it's like, I feel like, how could you not think about it I all the time? I can't stop
2: thinking about it. I was watching some
1: documentary the other day about ants. It was one of the David Attenborough one about the mm. world of ants. And you look at all these ants, and there's these big mounds. I guess they're somewhere in like the Arctic Circle on a mountain. And they, they make it through the winter because they have a pile of pine needles that are sort of slowly decomposing, so they have enough heat. Mm-hmm. And they do some, you know, ant shit, and they survive. But if you think about it, like, every ant's pretty much the same. They're all like like a collective, right? They're all working for the same thing.
2: Yeah, not a lot of personality in the group. Yeah,
1: and they're just trying to reproduce themselves constantly. Yeah. I was just kind of, that was the dumbest thing. I was thinking about, why are they doing that? <laughs> like, wh- They why? have to. What do
2: they get out of it? I don't know, but... I have a lot of fears about nature, and I have a hard time watching nature documentaries like that. Because that, like, those well-oiled machines, you know, like we were talking about, those are the things that pastors would point to to be like, this just doesn't happen. Someone made it. Right. So I can't, like, so if I think too much about, like, space or the ocean, I get very overwhelmed. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, there probably is a God, and he's probably very disappointed in me. I
1: kind of think about that more, though, that that does make sense.
2: I know. Isn't that weird? Like, I
1: feel like I'm coming back around. Well, I was never there in the first place, but I feel like the older I get, the more I'm like, this is, doesn't, why, why are these things doing this?
2: Yeah. Why it, is anything doing anything? It doesn't make any sense. There's yeah. No, why there's there's no are those sense. Ant's so compelled. Why do we need, like, on such a small planet, like, yeah. that much ocean? We don't know what's going on in there. It's terrifying. It's, it's deep. And I can't—if I, like, stand on a beach, I feel, like, very nauseous. No way. Yeah, I have a lot of anxiety about wow, it. Wow, that's crazy. Like, over, you're overwhelmed by the vastness of it? Yes, and those are the feeling. you know, it's like revisiting, like, an early drug feeling almost. Because those are the moments where, like, a very manipulative, charismatic pastor would say, like, what you're feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, being overwhelmed by the size and depth. And majesty of the ocean—that's yeah. the Holy Spirit. That's God existing, and you're appreciating His work.
1: That's but being overwhelmed is the Holy Spirit. I thought the Holy Spirit was like... Well,
2: they they describe a lot of probably common teenage anxieties as the, the Holy, Holy S- Spirit or the devil.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's more the devil, right? That's what I would say. The fear,
2: me. yeah, maybe that would make more sense if I'm if I. If there is a God and I'm just afraid of His majesty, then yeah. I guess that's Satan putting Being doubts in majesty. my mind. I don't know. I'm on ayahuasca right now. so. Oh, that's cool. No. I'm glad you took time to come <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that? No, I haven't.
1: You, have you probably have, right? I haven't. I oh. just got a friend of ours just offered us to do it, but she was like, offered us to go to Venice to do it. But I'm like, I don't think I want to do it there.
2: But also, I don't <laughs> Quite think. Why to trek? Venice, yeah. Italy. Yeah, it uh, seems like the wrong place. Yeah. It's too expensive.
1: Any, either Venice. Any <laughs> Venice is not a good place for ayahuasca. You
2: don't want to be that close to all those muscle men. While yeah, you're...
1: or just that much high-priced real estate, I think. Is, <laughs> yeah. High-priced real estate is, uh, it causes, gives me anxiety.
2: Oh, yeah. It was another proof of the existence of God. Um, yeah. mansions <laughs> you're probably better off like in a tent in the forest or something right I
1: suppose but I think I guess when it comes down to it if you're shitting your, and puking your brains out and you're sort of having like a, a moment at the edge of existence you probably are not thinking about where you are Yeah. it probably pretty much obliterates your that sense that space
2: of, is maybe the only space that exists anyway yeah. so it could be like in Silmar it'd be fine you could probably be in the middle of a
1: fucking street and you wouldn't care <laughs> Yeah, because as long as you've got that shaman looking in down your down your eyes, being like, S- "Tell me about what you're, why you're feeling this way, or what are yeah. you feeling."
2: Yeah, you could choose to do it in Pasadena.
1: Yeah, Pasadena, do it. It's like fun the, to
2: say ayahuasca in Pasadena. Ayahuasca.
1: I did ayahuasca in Pasadena at the Ritz Carlton <laughs> with a guy named Jeremy, Jeremy Saint Stevens. <laughs> uh, he's a wonderful man. He's been doing it for many years. He does seniors. He mainly works with seniors. Uh, it's gift of
2: life it is interesting how many shamans live in la you can just be a shaman now i think you can You'd be a great shaman i would yeah i don't think i have it what do you think it takes you don't have the sauce you don't have the shaman sauce i mean maybe I could be a shaman but i think delicious
1: me not wanting to be a shaman is the only thing that prevents me from being a shaman i agree i think that's also what makes you be a shaman is wanting to be a shaman
2: yeah do you think people reluctantly go into shamanism
1: they get pushed in by their by their shaman this dad.
2: Feel like, there's probably people that say they don't want to do it, but they feel called.
1: Yeah, I don't feel called. There used to be this type of uh, of um, nature bar. Uh, what do you call it? like a food bar, like a health bar? You know, like, like a like, like a, a Cliff Bar. Like a Cliff Bar.
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Like a Cliff Bar, but Cliff is a brand name. But uh, okay. there was a Cliff Bar called Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. They were made in Texas, and they were uh, shaman blessed. But they stopped making them. And I think it probably was had it was probably a hang up with the shaman, if he I'm guessing. He just
2: he just lost his passion for the bars, or something.
1: Or they couldn't get a, they couldn't the shaman blessing was taking too much time, or maybe like the shaman's union, like shut them <laughs> Not down. Not cost
2: effective to have him bless every.
1: Like, yeah, and how many bars do you bless at once? Do you bless like a whole like like ten thousand?
2: Uh, yeah, I would imagine he was blessing like a whole batch. Is he on the loading dock before they cut it
1: into the bars? Yeah. But then, if you cut in the bars, I think is that he's like D by the it? big
2: mixing bowl thing. I would say that's that's. What is, there's got to be another name for you that. Gotta
1: bless it out the door as it's going out the door, right? You
2: think so? That's what I would say. I, I would like... bless it before it got packaged because I don't know where that package is coming from. But what if you do?
1: See, this what if is you all... can't
2: bless through wrapping? You know,
1: I would say you can't. Yeah,
2: I mean, I've been blessed by wrap, but I don't think you can bless through.
1: What about a rabbi? I because mean, rabbis bless food, right? They inspect the... Uh, to
2: make things kosher? Yeah, they go... Sure.
1: They bless it, or they just inspect the factory and make sure it's clean?
2: I don't know for sure. I was just looking around yeah. for a Jewish person.
1: Yeah, we look for, for the <laughs> Jewish computer that but listens... But we're the only comp-
2: two people in this room. In.
1: <laughs> the rabbi blesses it. Yes, he does. Hello, how? He blesses, and he looks at it and makes sure it's good.
2: Yeah, I think they're also, I would assume they're also, like, making a big batch of things kosher at once. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I want to love the ocean.
1: You don't love the ocean.
2: I love the beach.
1: I, don't, I hate the beach. No, I don't, you do? I don't hate the beach. I just find the beach to be um, incredibly overrated.
2: Interesting.
1: It's like a thing where, I, re- I like being out in the water, like in a boat, but the yes. beach itself is just like, what are we doing here? It's... There's water. The sun coming from all directions. That's what I like about it. There's no bathroom, but We're you're fair, fair, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, you, but you I get do it, it faster than I do.
2: Um, only the first couple times, and then I'll get a tan. Really? Yeah, I can tan. Are I I Irish? need the sun for my brain. Mm. Um, I am. Yeah, you're a Californian. Irish, German, English, all the whites. All the whites. Yeah, every single one. Yeah, I'm from California. I I need the sun. I thrive on it. I like a week like this where it's, like, contemplative and gloomy. But then I'll... I'll You can spring back. Yes, exactly.
1: But when you were growing up, what was the religion?
2: I was Baptist. A pretty... Obscure arm of the Baptist church Called the free will Baptists. They were obsessed with free will The idea of free will Really? Yeah and they had just a couple scriptural Differences from like Or interpretations that they argued With like Southern Baptists about But but it's a very small Those churches only exist in like California Like the Central Valley and the Bay Area And Oklahoma Why is that? Um, because it's just such a tiny sect of Baptists mm. That that's where they ended up I think it mostly started with like Okies
1: Okies and who then moved out to came, Cali
2: Yeah, Dust Bowl Why? migrants
1: Oh right, they came out for work Like Tom Jode
2: Yeah, and then started up little churches
1: You know Tom Jode from the G of R? <laughs> yeah Grapes of Wrath, that is
2: <laughs> Like Tom Jode, like uh, Buck Owens Buck Owens, yeah. Buck o-
1: he's an Okie, right?
2: Yes, he is when
1: the original. I didn't realize he was an Okie, but it makes biggest, sense.
2: Biggest Bakersfield star. Buck Owens and the Crystal Palace. Yeah. Are you a country music fan? I am a country music fan, yeah. What's your favorite
1: country music song?
2: Song? <laughs> what's like what's what's a uh... Well I'm a huge Dolly fan. That's one of that's my one of my things. What's all right? um you Choose. All all the no, Dolly songs are good.
1: I don't know Dolly that well, honestly, I really don't.
2: Okay, well, you can put on Here You Come Again. Here You Come Again?
1: That's a big one, isn't it?
2: It is a big one.
1: What was that from?
2: What do you mean? That's
1: from like the 80s, isn't it?
2: Yeah, late 70s, early 80s. I love Dolly and a lot of her uh, cohorts.
1: Here you come again.
3: I don't know this
2: song. You've never heard it? I mean, she I've probably heard, heard it, but I don't know interesting. it. Interesting. Well, it's beautiful you and perfect.
3: Don't you love it, though? I do.
2: Touch this what is, what is a certain era,
1: a very specific make era. Make
2: yes. Yeah, 80s country yeah. was interesting. I
3: A sassy line. I so. know.
2: I like when people say a body. A body. Yeah. So good too. She's like, I just need like two extra syllables for this chorus to work. I'll say a body. Okay. You know. Yeah. A body.
1: It almost smells like a show tune.
2: It does, yeah. She definitely had a period of. She had a lot of different creative periods that were kind of specific sounds. This did you was, grow up with Dolly Parton? I did, yeah. Oh, so it has that.
1: As it's like a second, it's like a nostalgia thing too. It's not just. Yeah,
2: it's a little bit of both, and I like her as a person a lot. Have you met her? But also, yes, I have.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. What was that like?
2: Um, it was pretty transformative. Ooh, talk yeah. about it. She's got a real presence.
1: I mean I imagine she's got that thing that like all presidents have, and like anyone like super famous, it's like where they just
2: Well not anyone super famous, you can't agree with that. Well, I guess we've met many of the super yeah. famouses and they're not all dripping with charm. Some like,
1: are. Anyone super famous I feel like I've met has been right away like I'm trying to think. I don't know. I think there's a lot of super famous people. Have there's known. like
2: a level of charm you have to have to even make it that big, I right. think. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, people also get to another point where they're standoffish because they're so famous. That right. it's like people are going to try to.
0: Take suck advantage. my energy
2: away. Yeah. And you have to like shield it a little bit. But she's very warm, very open. Mm-hmm. She controls the energy in the room. She's oh, not bet. like no one can take it from her.
1: Yeah. What was the circumstance?
2: Um I was in Sunrise, Florida. What were you we doing in Sunrise? <laughs> well, I went there kind of to meet Dolly. It was a Wait, isn't thing sunrise where
1: Sunrise is a special place. Isn't Sunrise like it's a, like right
2: outside Boca? So it's like okay. basically a retirement community. In I was fact, of, I was thinking of a
1: Celebration. Sorry.
2: Oh no! Yeah. yeah, Sunrise is basically Boca Raton. Okay. So. Um, In fact, at the concert, we were sitting next to Clive Davis. I don't know why. I guess he has a place there. He's a music producer. Okay. Yeah. Very famous (laughs) music producer. Um, You'd know him probably if you saw him. But yeah, it's like a retirement community and it's Florida. It was weird. I went there to meet Dolly. Mm -hmm. I had like a connection. A a
1: connection to get to meet her.
2: Yeah. Her tour manager was a good friend of mine. Holy shit. And... um, It was... She's still a good friend of mine. She's no longer her tour manager. How did you meet her? So we did kind of the standard, like, meet-and-greet line. I mean, like, how did you meet uh, Dolly's tour manager? Oh, um, because I worked in music venues when I used to live in Portland, and she's, like, a production person. Yeah. And uh, and I was living in L.A. already, and I was like, you know, can I—what are the chances I can do the meet-and-greet at the Hollywood Uh Bowl? And she was like— Ooh, that's a tough one. Basically zero. Yeah, because, like, Terry Hatcher's back there and shit. You know, there's (laughs) like—
1: Hi,
3: hello.
2: (laughs) There's, like, every manner (laughs) of— Oh, my God. It's so good you're here. Hello. I'm like Josh Brolin. You know, there's all oh these my, like A hey, and B celebs who hey, want to get back hey,
3: there. Yeah.
2: So she said, pick a city on the yeah. tour that would be less crowded than that. You picked a good one. Yeah. So we went to Sunrise. That's I just cool. Found, like a cheap ticket. and
1: So you did a meeting great and you met her.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's very powerful. And I've heard, I've heard people say that. Like yeah. um, Roger Ebert said once, like, He obviously met every celebrity. Right. You know, he was impervious to, like, that level of charm. And he said Dolly Parton was the only celebrity he ever met that truly felt like she might be an alien or an angel. Wow. Like something otherworldly. He got struck. He got struck. She changes the whole feeling of a room. Damn. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. That's interesting. I wonder what that
1: is. Is something going on there?
2: I think, yeah. I I mean,
1: God, maybe, Johnny. God. I was going to say, like a type of high mindedness, which I guess is God, right? Like,
2: yeah, I do think she is like, she's achieved a level of like personal peace that just, just she's like a Dalai Lama. Yeah. <laughs> Dalai Lama. Um, Ooh. She's just surpassed like any, she's just not earthly. I she's feel like she's moving through a live like a regular human. And, and yeah. I can't even imagine that she poops. Yeah, but she probably does. Maybe she doesn't. She has to. But it's so, you know. Does she like, have
1: a classic upbringing, like the coal miner's daughter type thing?
2: Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, Smoky Mountains in yeah. Tennessee. Very poor, you know, mm-hmm. bunch of kids in a one room shack. And she Daddy just. Daddy can't read. Kept pushing. Mm-hmm, exactly. Went to Nashville, yeah. made a name for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a pretty. I guess a classic story. Yeah. Most people don't actually get out of that kind of poverty. No, they don't. It's hard. It's like it's a lot of drugs. <sighs> yeah, drugs are great. What's your favorite drug? I'm actually kind. Of, I'm just pretty square about drugs. Oh. I wanna do more, but I don't do a lot of like mind altering drugs. I mean, I'm pretty basic, straight up and down, like uppers and downers. If I have them, but I don't really do you too mean many drugs. Pharmaceutical drugs. Um, no, I mean, like, well, yeah, sometimes pharmaceutical drugs, right. if they're given to me, I don't like have access. <laughs> Do you know anybody? Uh, um, I feel
1: like it depends on what it is, but I, 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 yeah, I suppose.
2: I mean, I like either just heightening my system, like a cocaine situation, or d- depressing my system, like, yeah, with, I don't know, Xanax or whatever. Oh, okay. Benzodiates. Opiates, yeah. We'll get to that one again, they would do both I can't find them.
1: you can't find'. them?
2: I gotta go to like uh West Virginia or something.
1: <laughs> I bet if you looked a little harder you would you'd find more than you wanted to,
2: yeah, that's well, that's also why I don't look, yeah, because I think um I bet like I've never tried heroin, I think if I did, I would love it.
1: I think it's what it does. I think you do is just love it. That's the whole point of it,
2: some people don't though, like really? i yeah, I'm always baffled by these people oh. that are like, I had surgery and, like, I took one of my painkillers and no thanks. Well, they like, swallowed it. All right,
1: that's different though. But
2: any, a lot of people are just averse to opiates and the feeling that that gives them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people
1: can't stand being out of control for a second. They really yeah. have a problem with any any sort of um anything that causes them to uh, lose any type of conscious control of, the, of reality is a real people some people just cannot even fathom that it. it scares the shit out of them it scares the fucking yeah hell out of them the idea Which is that maybe interesting
2: because we yeah. don't have any control over reality <laughs> yeah but
1: that doesn't stop a lot of people from thinking that they do i mean it yeah, i me think I do a lot of times i feel yeah. like a lot of times i'm like oh yeah I'm, I'm controlling this situation and i'm really like
2: not really well that's why i, I don't really do psychedelics yeah they're scary. I want to get good at it, though. Well,
1: I don't think you can get good at it. You just get wanna... to be the point where. I mean, I feel like I reached a point at some point. It was a point in the past where I think it's like, oh, when you feel something happening to you, maybe you don't like it, but you just know this will not. This is not permanent feeling. It's just it's yeah. gonna change. I mean, it's like a wave of like, whoa, shit. You never
2: felt in the moment. Uh, any worry that it was going to be forever?
1: Uh, I have thought maybe like when I first did something, but I, I just knew. I don't know. I think I just experimented with stuff in a dosage parameter that was well, the first time I ever took mushrooms. I remember being really open, not overwhelmed, but like bowled over by how much like, holy shit, this is amazing.
2: Yeah, I same. I like I was in. I have done mushrooms. Like
1: a heavenscape sort of.
2: Same. And
1: then I was, I was sad when it started to go away. I just stopped being able to sort of like um, manipulate the reality that I was in.
2: Mm. I didn't feel sad when it started to go away because I thought now that I've done it, which mm-hmm. I was so nervous about. Now I know I can do it again, so yeah. I can, you know, get a feeling like that another time.
1: But that first experience I had will never, I'll never, never top that. I think you don't think so. I feel like it was pretty special. It was something where I just was on. Un- I obviously had never done it before, so I had no—could not be prepared for what it was. I smoked a bunch of weed, mm-hmm. but this was something where I just—holy—I just, sh- just was—it was magnificent. I was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, looking into a world or something. It was so— Yeah, uh,
2: I felt the same, but we really kind of set the scene, too, you know? Oh, you I was, it? like, in the middle of the desert, like, uh-huh. you know, whatever. What everyone does when they move to L.A. Go to oh, Joshua you, you Tree. you did that recently? Well, a couple years ago.
1: I uh, so I did it when I was, I think, 17—
2: yeah, that mm. I don't think I could have done. But, <laughs> I mean, my mind was such a hellscape as a teenager. Right. Because uh,
1: of the, uh, the free will. The free,
2: yeah. The free, the free will. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny to hear free will and also the hellscape, of the same thing. I know. What a, what a funny trick. Well, it's almost, yeah, I mean, knowing that you have absolute free will, which is what they believe in, yeah, is sometimes more terrifying because you're like oh, then if I feel anxious or I feel bad or I feel depressed because I'm it, a fucking teenager, then I'm choosing this. Yeah. Which is a dark way to feel. So the opposite with the
1: Mormons. Yeah. The Mormons have— Did you read that book? You have Under like a mission on Earth,
2: and you're just sort of— um, Yes.
1: Yeah, I was so enlightened by that book. I had no idea there was such— like that last paragraph when he's basically saying how, yeah, you can be as smart as you want or stupid as you want, but— Everything you do, you just be like, well, church, that's okay. So I've, I have no guilt. Yeah. Zero guilt. has gone.
2: Yeah. It's pretty amazing. That's pretty,
1: I like that idea of living that way, like living completely guilt and shame-free because everything you do has been sanctioned.
2: Yeah. Like the... I feel like I might have stayed with religion longer if mine hadn't been so shame-based. Yeah. I think that some of my relationship to drugs, too, is that I've spent— much less so now. Now I'm a comedian, so that's like the most embarrassing thing you can do. But like, oh, it is. It's, I've spent it's so the most much.
3: embarrassing thing you can possibly do. It's
2: humiliating. It's it's yeah. so dumb. Like, it's so great. We're about losers. That. Um, we're oh, totally. Giant losers. <laughs> but I spent so much of my life before that, right? Trying to avoid like shame and embarrassment. You know, uh-huh. that was like my main sort of priority every day. And I think Damn. that's leaked into like why. I don't want to do drugs that make me lose control. Right. But I care about that less and less. You know, yeah, I mean, we're just up there talking about our assholes. It's like, there's nothing more loserish you could do.
1: Cause you talk about a lot of stuff <laughs> that's very uh, forthright and like personal, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it if I didn't. It's yeah. like the only, I mean, it's what I got into it for. Well, get what, some, get it off my chest. How's
1: that? How you? Did you get started after you left the church? Did you like have like an official break with the oh, church? Oh yeah,
2: you... yeah, yeah. I didn't start comedy till I was thirty. Okay. So um, and it's relatively not been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, I broke with the church like you know when I was maybe twenty two, but it was it's a long process of like not having the nightmares and not having the guilt. Like it really went on for a long time. That's
1: crazy. I didn't realize you had such a. I mean, yeah, it's easy to to you know, I knew you had that religious thing, but I just didn't realize it was such a it was so you were so entrenched.
2: Yes, and I think that I also had generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah. And a lot of religious kids don't ever get treated or diagnosed for that cuz you're right. just like, "Oh, that that shame and worry you're feeling is like sin or, you know, right, yeah. it's from the devil or you have to trust in God. And it's like, maybe I'm also mentally ill. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah. We need some sort of help that addresses it. That's, that's not the uh, scripture.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 And I didn't have um, like parenting really. So a lot of it was trauma related. And so then if you have this sort of like God, your father figure yeah. that you're just supposed to rely on for everything and you're like, but I'm anxious because mm-hmm. there's no adults paying attention to me. Well, where were your parents? Um, my dad died when I was nine, and mm. then I just have addict parents, you know, so um, really? even when he was alive, it was just very chaotic. And then wow. when he died, my mom was a very, very heavy drinker, especially when I was a teenager.
1: How does that work inside the church then?
2: This is hilarious. Um, I do I, I think it's <laughs> super interesting. It doesn't
1: have to be funny. Um, I really feel no, no, no compulsion to be... Okay, good. Sorry, honestly,
2: um, how? Well, she wasn't religious, so that was another piece of it. Is that my What's sister so, and I did this on our own? Oh my God, that's so it's cool. very weird. Wow. Well, it's cool, kind of. It's I mean, also it's like, unfortunate, it's like, like interesting. I just wish we could have applied that obsession to like anything else, you just know, like trains, just been yeah, music nerds bottles. or played volleyball or something. But we were just like, I guess Jesus is our thing. Well, how did you find the church then? The church in our neighborhood brought a van around Holy shit! to be like, we'll take your kids to church. Um, And I think my parents were just like, you know, they want to get fucked up on Sundays because football's on. So they were like, yeah, take them. And there's four of us. And only two of us really, like, kept going. Four
1: of you uh, kids. Four kids, kids,
2: yeah. And uh, so my sister and I kept going, and we really took to it. And then right away, we were back at home, like— Oh, we learned you're all going to hell. We're literally like five and seven years old. Like, we're praying for you. You're the older, or younger one. I'm the youngest. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's kind of going because she was going, but I think because there were adults there that took an interest in us. Yeah. And, and it's got to be addictive.
1: Or just, yeah, we'd if never you feel had so that. so good. Like, oh, it's an adult that, oh, I can't imagine. It was probably just was the greatest thing.
2: Yeah. When you're a kid, you don't know that you're neglected, you know? So yeah. thinking back, I'm like, Oh yeah, like I would show up to church and adults would be like, Are you okay? Like, do you need a shower or to brush your hair or anything? You'd be like, I'm like, whatever. I guess. I don't know. We probably like reeked of cigarettes. My parents were like indoor smokers. So we were just like these little poor, like dirty ass fucking (laughs) fat little smoky children. (laughs) That's funny. Just like Yeah, I guess we love God now. Holy shit. So you
1: spent a lot of time at that church.
2: So much time, yeah. Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Tuesday evening, Bible study, youth group on Wednesday, summer camp. Like, that was my life.
1: They loved it. They think it was no problem.
2: They just didn't care, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, they were fucked up. Yeah. So of all the places that your kids can go— church is fine. Mm-hmm. You know like it could be so much worse. And my older the two older siblings were like like my brother was in punk bands, you know, and right. This is like the mid to late 80s so he was always at Gilman Street like Oh, it was like the- every night. Heyday. Yeah, yeah, he was part of the Heyday and so I think by comparison, they're like, well, who who knows what our son's doing? Yeah. And that was so early that, like, people truly didn't understand what those bands were, what they were doing, what Gilman Street was, was why like, they're, like, running into each other. And... Cross
1: punk shit, right?
2: Yeah. Um, so I think they were just like, yeah, church is fine. They That's seem to cool. be doing fine.
1: <laughs> Man, so you spent, like, your unta- entire formative years, like, from, like, a little kid all the way through— Grade school, Mm -hmm. and then high school. Yeah. So did you go to college, like a religious college?
2: No, I went to Berkeley. Okay. And then that was when I kind of started to get out of it. But even first two years of Berkeley, I was still doing, like, like taking, like, hot chocolate to people's park and trying to, like, save homeless people and shit. And and they're like, we don't need Jesus right now. We need, like, fucking— Poncho. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there are tab, man. <laughs> we need food. We need gels. <laughs> um. Yeah, there were there were a lot of drugs in People's Park. I should have taken some. I would have been better off than trying to save them. But so getting out during college was kind of a process. But I had a boyfriend who wasn't Christian, so that mm-hmm. helped because we wanted to bone, and then it was like I don't know, this feels fun. So it was a sort of thing where <laughs> you, you kind of didn't like.
1: It kind of grew out of it, basically.
2: It was a really long process, you know, and many, many sleepless nights. Ah, and I still wow. have anxiety about that's so interesting. Death and.
1: But what was the when? What started you thinking like, oh, I, I think I don't want to do be a part of this group anymore?
2: I think part of it was. Um, well, my sister came out, and I never really— Your older I,
1: sister, the one who was—
2: The one who was not religious. Okay,
1: so, like, not the one who went to church with you. Right. right. Um,
2: and I'm from the East Bay, so it was always this weird dichotomy between being this kind of, like, very conservative Baptist and living in the East Bay. Yeah. Because, like, I never had problem with problems with gay people as a kid. It right. seemed fine to me, no matter what my pastors were telling me. Oh, they would say it was bad. Oh yeah, yeah, They were 100%. very conservative, like That's no so secular music, no dancing, Holy shit. no above PG movies. So
1: you weren't exposed to a lot of media.
2: I was, because I had like normal older siblings, oh, okay, but I so. always felt bad about it. That's
1: crazy. I that would suck. So everything you saw and heard that was that wasn't yeah. inside the the um the the proscribed.
2: Yeah, and my family was like chaos. So I saw a lot of movies. Much earlier than I should have, yeah. you know, like my parents were fine watching like fucking basic instinct with us or whatever. And I'm like, this is sinful, but also wow. this is sinful. Yeah, Um, but like I loved boys to men and all of the yeah. like groups of that heyday and I felt guilty about it all the time. But like logically looking at boys to men like if there's a God he blessed them with those voices. Oh yeah! I mean, there's they no way they started a group
1: and here they are, just kicking.
2: <laughs> but they, I mean, they're angels.
1: But they're they're basically a gospel offshoot.
2: Yeah, so there are a lot of things like that that logically, or like in college, I wanted to have sex with my boyfriend. and We right. had already been together for three years, and I was just like, Wow, he's I patience. Don't... Oh my god, I know. <laughs> I mean, we did a lot of other stuff, but yeah. But I was like, this doesn't feel sinful. It doesn't yeah. feel like. A god would concern himself with something so petty. Right. That I have like this legitimately good person who like takes care of me that I love a lot, that we want to have like consensual adult sex. So that was like
1: the beginning of the of the playing the seed kind of too.
2: Yeah. I mean there was a, there were several beginnings in different ways. I mm-hmm. also was getting an education and oh, right. not a lot of it added up.
1: At the most liberal place on earth.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I was also from. So yeah. it's like just it just really didn't add up. I'm sure if I'd gone to the same church but been in maybe like the Midwest or something, then would maybe I'll have stuck with it longer, but
1: Wow, but that's still that's still so like torn what does it mean when you break with the church? Does that mean you just stop going like hundred percent or
2: slowly stop going, mm-hmm. yeah. And I would sometimes like visit my old church. They must have put the pressure on hard and I prayed for a long time after I stopped going to church. Yeah. And then that got to a point where I felt bad about that. Because I'm prank? like, yeah, because I almost felt like I was talking to someone who was probably mad at me. Wow. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm like, hey, what's up? That's like, I like a boyfriend you just cheated on or whatever. I'm yeah. like, hey, God. Sorry I haven't been to church lately, but Holy we can shit. still talk, right? And oh, I, I just. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know.
0: I'm Maybe not sure if I want to talk to you.
2: That's a very...
0: I'm not exactly sure if I wish to speak with you, Amy. I'm
2: just like, I just want to have, see how you are. And
0: well, I'm doing fine as usual.
2: Just want to check in. I
0: know you're checking
2: in. I have a lot of questions lately. Yeah,
0: don't we all? <laughs> I'm basically the dragon from Lord of the Rings.
2: I just feel like you might be mad at me that I'm I'm in mad a church, at myself. But everyone in church is really mean and they don't like gay people, and that's pretty weird.
0: I'm disappointed in myself for creating you.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine if God told
2: you that? Look, I'm disappointed in myself.
1: Why? Well, because I made you and <laughs> you're, you're doing it wrong.
2: It really feels that way sometimes, especially when you're a kid with no dad. Yeah. And then... Your church is like, oh, God's your father? I'm like, oh, man. It's it's weird how the dad thing is the thing that fucks people up the most. (laughs) My big daddy in the sky. The sky daddy. (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) Sky daddy. I was thinking about
1: that the other day. I was in a stairwell. I kind of had this epiphany. Oh, I get why dad's so important. Because you think about it throughout history. Moms are dying in childbirth all the time. Yeah. So in a way, it's kind of like. A lot of kids were raised without a mom. Like you maybe have some have a maternal presence, but the mom, mom, mm-hmm. isn't there, and yeah. so it's like it's not a maybe it's it's not a big it's big of a deal to not have a mom, but for some reason like not having a dad it just does it.
2: <laughs> well, even in modern society, totally. like, moms are relegated to specific roles for mm-hmm. many reasons: misogyny, totally. sexism. Socialization, um, and so there are just—I mean—moms can't do all of the things, yeah. you know. And and they also save things for a dad because mm-hmm. it's like I'm already fucking doing enough. You do something, go throw the ball around or something. Idiot. Do anything. Just be here. Yeah. Just be present for a couple years. Yeah. But and I, I just feel like also so many people have such horrifyingly terrible marriages. Yeah. That. Women, I mean, I feel like people get angry <laughs> and then use children as, like, leverage in a weird way. Constantly. Yeah. It's dark. It's I'm not so- having kids.
1: Are you having kids? Uh, I haven't had kids yet. I don't mm-hmm. have any kids. But I can see. Do you feel like it's, you're hard and fast against it because of that reason?
2: Um, A multitude of reasons. Partially yeah. that I'm a comic and my window's closing on babies.
1: Yeah, and if you do do Don't tell
2: Hollywood. I'm 27. (laughs) No one's paying attention. Um, (laughs) It will be. This isn't a live stream. (laughs) They check in later. (laughs) Um, I just don't think it would be good timing for me right now, like where my career is to have a baby in the middle of it. But I I love babies. I love children. I Mm -hmm. think I'd be an excellent mother. But I don't want an adult because it's very hard to be an adult. It's It's like hard to exist. Even with, like, the privileges I've been given. hmm Being white. It's pretty cool. Um, but it's just, like, it's, like, sad to be alive a lot of the time. And I wouldn't want to put that on somebody. Yeah, a lot like, of people say that. Like, welcome. Here's your suffering. It
1: is. But isn't everything suffering?
2: Yeah, but why do I have to make someone go through it? I'd rather adopt a kid and try to just improve the life that they already have.
1: Yeah. What if it's they're just like, too all much and' <laughs> <laughs> from like a fucked up mom and a fucked up dad and they've got all these like latent issues behind their beautiful eyes that look so nice and then you get them and then it's like oh shit, you like came from this bad place that you uh the nature versus nurture thing you know
2: yeah but I came from a bad place and I'm all right you are but at least I wouldn't look at that kid and know like oh I brought you Onto this planet. Yeah. It's a crazy thing to do.
1: It is. It's a big thing to do. It's like a, uh, it's probably the most responsible, the most responsible, responsibility you can create for yourself. Is yeah.
2: That. And it's kind of like my thing with the ocean, right? Because mm-hmm. people are like. It's the most love you're ever going to feel. You won't even be able to believe how much love you feel when you're a mother. And I'm right. like, yeah, I don't want to do that. That's scary. It's right. A lot of it's people
1: the opposite, too. They say that that's, like, not really true.
2: <laughs> I don't hear that often. I hear <laughs> Who I, says that?
1: There's a, if you look at probably, like, a, uh, forums and stuff, mothers, there's a lot of people who have a
2: kid and— It doesn't live up to the expectations. Yeah, because yeah. the kid
1: doesn't love you back. It doesn't. It really doesn't love you back. It's Eventually, this little, it's they this do. It's just little alien that sits there and it needs. All it does is need. Mm-hmm. And so it's something where, if you like, probably get into it, and you're not, sh- you're not sure. Then. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna, um, throw you off balance pretty
2: fast. I guess I fear, based on my own capacity to love people that I have not given birth to. Right. Then I don't even want to. I don't even want to know what's that like. What that's like, because like my family, my boyfriend and stuff. Like, you know, I'd murder for any of them.
1: Oh, you you would be consumed. That's the thing is, like, you don't want to do it because it would consume you, and you would have to stop being a comedian, probably.
2: Oh yeah, it's of course. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd be able to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I just like I just like stare at my boyfriend sleeping, and I'm like, <laughs> "You're so precious." And I would fucking kill anybody for you. Is
1: this the music you play?
2: Like, I, I didn't even know I had the capacity to love that much, right. you know?
1: He would Sweet kill. Sweet
2: little sleeping face. He's seven years old. No, Wow. No. That's
1: 17. <laughs> You're waiting for him to turn it's 18. 31.
2: But, you know, I just don't want to feel that. It's too big. It, it will throw off the course of my entire life. And I don't want to have an adult. What if it's a shitty adult? It probably will be a shitty adult. Most adults are very underwhelming, and that's what I remind myself of. You know, we're talking about Dolly, like yeah. um,
1: most people are not Dolly. Most people suck.
2: Almost everyone is just whatever,
1: yeah. right? I feel like that is the. Uh, that's what I, would, I think is uh, constantly. People don't think about that when they talk about when they argue about politics or anything that's going on. That's like a big public issue. Has to remember that most people one thing, most people don't even know about the thing, mm-hmm. and if they do, they don't care about the no. thing. No, and so it's like that's most people don't know, and they definitely don't know, even if they, they definitely don't care, even if they know. Yeah, and then that's a just most people,
2: percentage of those people are also just openly terrible. Yeah, so that's a whole other chunk. Or very dumb. Very dumb. That's a lot of people. Which is like, I
1: think it's gonna we're gonna get to that point here in the next couple of years because you know how like it keep we keep like ratcheting up the um, like who you can who you, what you can say about certain people. Like you can't obviously make fun of this person for this thing. Mm-hmm. There's Certain words you can't say because those are those are offensive to this person. But it's like we so call people idiots and say stuff like that. But there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of people who are just, and we're gonna hit the point where like you can't call someone an idiot. It's oh, like, man. Because they're done. going to miss it. They don't know. They don't know. They yeah. don't know. But, yeah, I wonder if that's—we're going to get to that point where there's just no one you can say anything about because we have such empathy created from all these, these, uh, these networks. Yeah. Extra personal networks <laughs> that have given us so much empathy. The circle's just,
2: too big.
1: Yeah. I don't think anything
2: down. can really be lost from too much empathy. Yeah. I understand we're in a really specific job to have that conversation. But as far as just operating in your day-to-day life, like, not on stage, I don't... I, I actually surprisingly love people a lot, but one of my favorite things is um, I do try to, like, recognize when people are special. Sometimes I'll tell them. That really freaks people out. What do you out. mean they're special? Like, special, well, like... Well, do you ever, like, like when you a you're, special kid, like a special bus? No, just like a special person <laughs> who has a spark. You know, like the sauce. Right. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the shine. The shine, yeah. You mean
1: telepathic
2: people? (laughs) Just people with something. Right. Because most people are whatever. Right. I'm not being very eloquent about this. But I mean, I feel like in the job we're in, there's maybe a higher level of charm because we're all like trading on ourselves, right? Yeah. So you have
1: to be, you have to be. uh, your inner Hugh Jackman has to shine as much as possible.
2: Yeah, um, but when you're just out there on the in the world, like, if you're ever on the road or something yeah. and you, like, I don't know, go to a local diner or the grocery store or something and just, like, see, like, one lady at the checkout or, you know, have a specific, like— they just have a th- waiter or you're just like, there's something about you, you know, yeah. you got it. Like
1: the way they talk or like.
2: Yeah, their communication, they're open. They just have the spark. It's very few people. Mm-hmm. I've But I do try to like recognize it and be grateful for it when it happens.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I feel like that's the great thing about traveling. Anytime I travel, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. anytime you travel it just makes your brain it just wakes up your brain because you yeah. get that like
2: that it does little... increase your empathy levels too totally but and then sometimes you know people will reach to be seen a little bit like i'll be traveling and just kind of in a fog and being uh you know just being selfish like uh-huh. living my own insular life and existing in my thoughts and then some person a TSA agent or whatever is just like, "Hey, like and connects even for a second.
1: Oh.
2: Um, I which have, maybe I no they're t- flirting. Could be. <laughs> but that doesn't happen to you. That sometimes people just grab you.
1: I, I guess so. I think. Well, TSA, I, I have a no eye contact policy. <laughs> I literally because you no- have
2: drugs on you. Uh... <laughs> No, you're not looking at me. If I had had
1: drugs, that would be a bad probably thing. I guess that would be more suspicious. Yeah. I just feel like I can't make eye contact with those people. Well. But that's – otherwise, yeah, I suppose there's – I'm trying to think of an example or something. I don't know.
2: Like I did have a TSA lady recently who looked at my license photo and was just like – I'm glad you don't have those bangs anymore. Really? And I was like, you are very special. Because it just shook me out of this monotonous fucking... Like, this sucks. I looking hate me. at Yeah, looking at every human as the same, even though they're not. And they're yeah. all very different. And we all have different things to offer. And she was just like, yeah, she just had the sauce. And I laughed so hard. And I was like, you're the best. That's cool. Never change, you know? And I yeah. always say it. Lately, I've been telling people I'm very proud of them. Not strangers. Right? <laughs> Not total strangers. But I feel like that's a nice thing. What's someone you know the least you said that to? What Someone I said that to recently? Yeah,
1: you know the, he know, he know the <gasps> oh. least well.
2: I mean, I say it—I guess I do say it pretty frequently to comics that I don't know, but I'm like—I like their work. Right. You know? I feel like we're so—so so few of us had, like, real parenting or— mentorship that, that seems to be
1: sort of the the through line.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Johnny. That even no, a, I, mean, I don't mean
1: for you. I mean like in for general. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah, where like it's
2: like I know, it's like I'm never
1: surprised by hearing a comedian had some sort of weird or just bizarre or shitty upbringing. Like, oh, I'm totally not surprised even the slightest bit.
2: Even non-comedians. Even even non-comedians, yeah. Because, you know, people are terrible and they're mostly not equipped to have children. I
1: mean, most people are alcoholic shitheads. I think probably the vast majority (laughs) of people are like, oh, yeah. Watching
2: football. It's (laughs) crazy
1: how how pervasive that is.
2: Yeah. You
1: forget that, like—
2: I know, but then drinking's fun, and you're like, I guess I'm one of those people.
1: I don't know. I don't think you are. You think you're one of those people?
2: I don't think I'm a shithead, but I think, um, I don't know. I mean, I enjoy some cocktails.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're like a person who's drowning themselves. Like a, lu-
2: like a lump.
1: Well, because if you're... Doing, if you're a comedian, it means you want to be a comedian because it's the worst job ever. So you'd only do it if you wanted to do it. So you're basically <laughs> yeah, I do living. To do it. You're living something that you. Uh, it's the unrealized people. Those are the fucking. Uh, I have a neighbor right now.
2: Just drinking as an existence is. Yeah, that's, that's hard to think about. That's what my mom was doing for a very long time. Really? But it was like, oh, you already handed yourself this potential existence. You have four children. You could, like, do that as a hobby. You could make that your <laughs> vocation, yeah. Yeah, but nope. Yeah, it's weird. I think She used to, like, drink Budweiser and read romance novels really? and, like, watch Nick at night. And that was truly, like, a whole existence.
1: Wow, just, like, basically passing the time.
2: Yeah, people pass time most people, of the time. People are just passing the
1: time. I find myself doing it sometimes and I can't stand it. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm just passing time right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm, I'm playing a game, like this video game, that I really am not enjoying. You're just doing literally it. checking out, yeah. Yeah, which is, I don't think it's bad to check out from time to time, but I think you need out.
2: balance. But people che- live a checked out life. A whole life, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and you numb it down. That was my worst nightmare. Always as a kid, and I didn't know like what I was gonna do or what my purpose was. But I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to just like pass time and be fucked up, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's like that's that's (laughs) hell. I do need, I do need times when I. Uh, check out a little bit just for the balance, because people do kind of like take your energy, especially when you're a comedian. And oh, they suck the shit out of it. Yeah, and you have to give it to some extent to yeah. do a good job. I guess yeah, downtime
1: isn't the same as just like I don't know. I feel like that some sometimes I'm like oh, I need to have some downtime. I need to just relax, not answer any questions from someone, yes. I, or the person I live with, um, not like. Have to ask, like, watch a movie where I'm not even ask, wait, who's that guy? Like, yeah. Hey, I don't know either. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> You're they watching
2: Memento, Johnny. They <laughs> haven't
1: told us who it is yet. And I don't fucking know either. <laughs> like, I gotta have a moment where I can't be responsible for that, which is like, that's like downtime. I feel like, but this a lot of times yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just, I'm digging into this, this shit because it's like, it's taking up time.
2: Yeah, and I think um I think my mom and a lot of our parents l- didn't it's probably so crazy to have 4 children. I mean, I'm at, speaking of taking energy, it's like yeah. all kids do is ask questions. That sounds exhausting. I asked, I think the
1: first my first words were what is this. And you, <laughs> no joke.
2: What am I doing here? What is this? And then I think, you know, people just numb themselves so they don't have to be responsible for it. Or give up all of that, all yeah. of their soul. I don't know. Another reason I don't want to have kids. Because I'd worry, what if I was bad at it and the kid gets here and then I'm like, oh, I don't want to give you my energy.
1: Oh, you would like I feel like that like sort of happened
2: with my sister at first.
1: What, she was one your mom didn't like?
2: No. <laughs> no, I think my mom likes it. Oh, your sister it. had kids. My sister had a kid and she really did not like it for the first couple of years. Wow. And, and then there's all this guilt as a woman where you're like, oh, I'm supposed to love it, like you're saying so much goddamn guilt. I don't think she was prepared for giving someone that much all the time. It's heavy. Yeah. So good. You heard this? But of course. It's kind of new to me. Christ, oh, you're just getting into in country now?
1: Well, this song is kind of new to me. This song is, to me, I played this because this reminds me of Dolly in the sense where I feel like Loretta, Loretta Lynn, to me, like if Dolly is the D- uh, Dalai Lama, like a Buddhist Loretta L- 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 I can't talk. Loretta is like a fucking like I'm scared of you.
2: Yeah, she's a badass. She's fucking straight up scary. And all her songs are like actual rules. Yeah, this song is about how she's gonna kick someone's ass. Yeah. We should listen to it.
3: You better close your face and stay out of way if you
2: don't want go
1: to Yep. I'm gonna punch you.
2: Fist city.
1: But it's so sweet
2: Yeah, all her songs are like Here's how you fucked up And here's how you can avoid And she sounds like cigarettes too Yeah She's got that cigarette sound She's great She died, right? I think she I don't know, actually No, she didn't die She's old She is old old. She's frail She is not dead
1: Fist City
2: yeah, she's has got a solo song, come on and Don't Come Home A-Drinkin' with Lovin' on Your Mind. Really? It's basically like, sounds like maybe and in the I past her husband came home drunk and tried to forcefully have sex with her. I can't
1: imagine the <laughs> shit that she's been through.
2: There's a time when, like,
1: shit was just, shit was harder.
2: Yeah, she's just tough. Mm-hmm. Dolly, yeah, is also very tough but overcomes a lot of that shit with, like, love and light and positivity yeah. And, like, looking at the bright side And Loretta Lynn is just like, like this sucks, you, you wanna, better not do it again You want a tangle? <laughs> I'll fucking punch you in the face
1: it's So good There's some other, uh, She parties I bet she did Fist City. <laughs> no, I don't, I to of don't want to go to Fist, Fist City. Please.
2: take ticket to Fist City, please.
1: What have a voice! L- do you listen to much Jesse Coulter? I don't. I think that's uh, that I think that's the right name. That's um, Waylon Jennings' wife. Mm. hmm They have a song called um, that I just listened to. What is it called? It's off of the uh, Ladies Love Outlaws album he did. Like, I, th- I think it's like, I don't know. It's like right before he was like a nasty looking, greasy guy. Yeah. And they have a song. I think it's called, not Thanks. It's called, um, Shit. What's it called? I've just been listening to it.
2: We sure do love outlaws, though. Isn't that true? I, I mean, I'd love
1: it. I want to be one, but I I don't think I have it. You got a mustache? I'm kind of an outlaw, but I'm not like a real outlaw. You know, You're an like, outlier. I'm an outlier. I've never been to jail, never been to prison. That's okay. But you could say— You play by your own set of rules. I play by my own set
2: of rules. That's right, Amy. I do— He does what he wants. That I, Johnny? I do what I wish when I want to do it. Crazy old Johnny do what he wants. Johnny do what he wish when he
1: want to <laughs> do what he wish.
2: To... Johnny don't pay no man no mind.
1: I'm going to play this song right now. This is it. Here it is. This is it. Coming up. (laughs) Coming up. This is the one. I can't stand how good this is. I can't wait. Oh, this shit kills me. The guitar already. That slapback. Mm -hmm. Oh, get out of here. Beautiful. Get out of town. That's Jesse.
2: That voice, so good. Right.
1: I feel like there's nothing that Waylon can sing that isn't just inherently sad. It sounds like there's
2: whiskey in his mouth, so it's whiskey under and his and tongue. He's yeah. got one gland that shoots out
1: tears, one shoots out whiskey, and <laughs> <laughs> it's mixed. mix. I feel like she was probably scary,
2: too. But that's oh, soft, yeah. soft
1: scary, you know what I mean? I
2: love that like, guitar. Even uh, still, if you go to, like, a hockey talk, even in Austin or whatever, some grizzled old man sitting down with, like, one foot kicked out, cigarette. I'm like, I would do it with you, and you're 80. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you make that sound. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's go Good.
1: Note, God knows how many drugs I mean he's probably died Several times <laughs> Yeah Like just pumped Clean full of coke Coke
0: and Everything Yeah I feel like coke doesn't even work On these country guys
2: it's just like, it's just passing through. They mostly die old, like...
1: Well, I mean, some of them died pretty young. I mean, Hank Williams died pretty young. That's
2: true. But he was a, he was a drug addict. But I'd say of any genre... Yeah. You know, they live a hell of a lot longer than comedians, that's for sure. I wonder what that is. But of any musical genre... I mean, I'd say rock most deaths. Yeah. Rap's risky. Not for drugs, but... For shooty reasons. I wonder what the empirical data is on this. I, would I really like would a love to know.
1: tell me, what's the most dangerous
2: job? I feel like country musicians live the longest. I wonder I disagree. Like a hard Maybe living. they don't. But you know, also because I mean, white trash—we, you can't, you can't kill us easy. You can't
1: bust them. You know, do you like uh, Dwight Yoakam at all?
2: He's all right. That guy. Is scary. I prefer his acting. <laughs> he's Actions, okay. I, love I never his got super into him, uh, there's a, but I there's, like him as a person. He's gnarly.
1: If you watch, there's a live version of him. Uh, I think it's like Austin City Limits or some shit. Maybe it's operates probably like late eighties, early nineties. It's early nineties, right? And Buck Owens joins him, mm-hmm. and like Dwight's face, he just it's like there's no expression. Yeah, he smiles once in a song, but he looks like he is gonna kill somebody. Yeah, but he's up there. Doing his like, you know, has a real subtle little.
2: I love the subtle, sound. subtle guitar movements. Oof. Yeah, those are it. people's fathers too, and you're yeah. just like, are you mad at me? But
1: I think that he's a, he's a drug addict. You think so? Oh, I know. What so. kind of drugs? He's a painkiller head. Oh yeah. He used to be like a bad pill
2: head, like a. He's a hothead too. I think this sort of a. Uh, all those fuckers are How many trickiest. people are just passing time is part of the reason we have an opioid epidemic. I think about this a lot. Really? Well, I'm trying to find pills. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm trying to
1: find pills. The email address is uh, podcast <laughs> at gmail.com, which I haven't checked in I think, about five months. <laughs> I now, do I think, think
2: like a general kind of malaise and boredom and like not, you know, having a true purpose. Like people right. just want to numb it down because you can feel great without the accomplishment
1: well yeah well i mean well, but there's some like hank williams who's like the most accomplished person he, he reinvented country music he like basically created a genre yeah but the guy died in a gutter essentially
2: yeah he was like a, he was and now all of his relatives are on pills
1: <laughs> yeah they can't escape it i mean hank maybe You could say hank williams jr maybe kind of escaped it but even then wait, did he die i think three seems okay but three is that guy's a He's really. I think he almost became a, um, like a bad heroin addict. He smokes mm. weed. I think constantly. He's got six kids from like six different women. Mm. He's, but he can fucking sing. At
2: least he spread them around. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to give one lady six kids. They've got that disease. He's charitable. Yeah, hillbilly disease. It's crazy. I know it's in my family too, and no one ever dies. It's really nuts. My mom has seven brothers and sisters, and. She's 68, and the first sibling just died, and she's the second to youngest.
1: I think it's something so they're where they're all old as shit. They all, all, they all into drinking a lot? Everything. God.
2: My brother and I always talk about this because uh, when we were younger, it was a really bad thing to focus on because we're like, oh, mm-hmm. everyone in our family just does everything. God. Just bake ourselves in the sun, smoke right? cigarettes, drink. I don't do all of that stuff, mm-hmm. but. um. Nobody ever fucking dies. They don't even get sick. No cancer, heart disease, nothing on my mom's side.
1: You know what I think it is? I talked about this in the podcast before, but I honestly think if you keep what you were doing consistent, <laughs> yeah. your body's like, okay, <laughs> I know what's coming. Yeah. And there's actually like proof of this. When people die of heroin overdoses, it's almost always because they're going back to it and they haven't mm, done it a while. So yes. the body's not
2: used to it. And they do too much. They do yeah. too much.
1: Even though it's their normal dosage, their body wasn't didn't see it coming. That's true. Or the big thing, which is crazy, some neurologist friend told me this: if you do a drug, you do habitually, but you do it in a place you don't normally do it, your body doesn't wreck, doesn't see it coming. And a lot of times, like if, if you get high in like a city you're visiting, one hit will make you like fucking whoa, I'm mm. stoned as fuck. That's why. But if you smoke that in your living room, you wouldn't be stoned at all.
2: I feel like that way sometimes, even about drinking, where you're like, yeah. if you're out of town. It feels way worse. Yeah. But, like, if you, you know, came back to your own apartment, that drunk would be fine. Yeah,
1: because it's like—your it's your brain doesn't—it's not uh, ready for it, the hit. So it just knocks you off your feet yeah. all the time. Yeah,
2: I have an uncle who's old as shit. He's part of this whole, like, Dust Bowl fucking used to play in Honky Tonks in Bakersfield. Used to play yeah. with Willie. allegedly. Really? Like, yeah, I went to Vietnam. every he's he used to be an Amtrak conductor, and he crashed a train. Like, not—he's been— uh, Impossible to kill. Crash the train?
1: Yeah, he crashed a train. <laughs> what do you mean, like he derailed it? Yeah, holy
2: shit! He used that to never like happens. get fucked up on coke and like fly oh, planes around and all the, stuff. Is he he's, alive? He's still alive. He's like truly, I think, invincible. He start a podcast. And
1: uh, I listened to that podcast before I listened to any podcast.
2: So he lives way. He doesn't know what a podcast is. He's never had an email address. Um, get him in here. He Lives way out in the dirt outside of Bakersfield and in this trailer. Oh, and, that's a uh, fucking. That's. My mom will visit him. Yeah, he lives, like, in an oil field, basically.
1: Yeah, that's some real—that's like Okies, but not in Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, they're all Okies, and she'll bring him groceries and stuff. She's too nice. I don't. Know. She's trying uh-huh. to get his plot of land when he dies or something. I have no idea, but he's a miserable old shit, so, like, she's the only one that goes out there. And one of the last times I was in Bakersfield, she <laughs> called him on the speakerphone in the car, and he was like— He's like, I need some more weenies, and she's weenies? like, like, like same... hot dogs. Oh, weenies! Weenies, and Does have an accent? she's like, yeah, you know they all have like Oki accents, they have that and you're block. like, hi, we're you, fucking. You've, you've always lived in California, you know, it's mm-hmm. weird. And, uh, and she's like, what happened to all those weenies? And he's like, I ate them, and the dogs ate some, and then he's like, and I need some more beers, and she's like, I brought you forty-eight beers. Yes, four days ago. (laughs) She goes, don't you think that's kind of a lot? And he's like, I don't know. And I fully (laughs) believed him. I was like, I don't think he knows. Oh, my God. He's just out there working in the sun, gardening, drinking beer. Uh, Like you're saying, like, it's just been consistent, like, for decades. And so I don't even think it hurts him anymore. That's so funny. He got hurt a few weeks ago and he had to go to the hospital. And it was just for, like, a cut or something, uh-huh. and they were like, oh, your blood pressure's fucked up. He's so old. And he was like, well, I got to get out of here because I need a beer. He's like, I feel worse from the DTs than yeah. if I just, like, maybe bleed to death.
1: <laughs> My grandpa used to do that shit. He used to take this, rip his IVs out, and be like, I'm getting out of here. He's in Louis- yeah. Louis- Louisiana.
2: He just walked out.
1: Well, and now I'm- he's fine. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I don't want to be here.
2: Yeah, his doctor was like, uh-uh. we recommend that you stay. And he's like, "I right, get me a beer. I want to go crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you heard this guy, Gene Quinn. This is like my favorite Bakersfield shit. I'm going to
0: Texas and <sighs> I love that,
2: like, tone so that much. That nasally. Oh, it's unbelievable. Makes you want to dance. Boogie, boogie, boogie. I Texas boogie, All Texas Bakersfield. I All that shit's Bakersfield. Yeah. It was a really hopping scene when they got there because my mom's family all came out kind of at the same time. From Oklahoma? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So they're all Okies.
2: And honky-tonks, man. Yeah. Just these underground dingy bars. They just played country music and danced and got fucked up. Oh, yeah. So they're all rednecks. Yes. I'm half redneck. What's the other half? Well, I don't know. Like The gentry. Uh, <laughs> it's, the,
1: yeah, it's the gentry. It's the Pembertons from Philadelphia. <laughs> here back from Yeah, they came over here from England at some point in time, I suppose. I suppose. I don't really Philly's know. Philly's a
2: different kind of redneck, though, in, yeah. way, in certain ways. Well, they weren't rednecks.
1: But my mom told me they were fucking rednecks. I see. They're always, you know, she's an Okie. And I guess her family. We could family, be related. could be. My mom was born in Tulsa. I think her parents were from Oklahoma, too, maybe, maybe from Texas. But at some point, Texas and Oklahoma are almost the same thing.
2: I agree, yeah. Because it's just and a lot of nothing. The so similar, yeah. They have the same, like... And some this, parts of Arkansas.
1: Yeah, it's all just that area where you're not by the ocean, it's just fucking...
2: Flat and windy.
1: Crispy, there's guns and cattle and... Because like, all those country musicians are from, like, Waylon's from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Merle Haggard's from Oklahoma.
2: Yeah. They were all part of that faction. And then there's all the Tennessee folks.
1: Right. I think I like the Oakie stuff the best. What's the What's something that you got into? Because the
2: Oakie stuff is more kind of ratchet. Yeah. You know, it's poorer.
1: Yeah, it's got like more of a... It just feels more real. The Tennessee stuff feels kind of almost like... Elite, like mm-hmm. the bluegrass. I don't get into bluegrass because it just seems too. There's too much musicianship in there, and not it's not as <laughs> much soul. Like, yeah, you sound sa- you sound like you're you're dying. Because like Willie Nelson's not a good singer. Yeah, but you love to hear him sing because there's so much in his voice. There's such a there's such a. beautiful he's a good singer tone. in a way, you're
2: right? I mean, he's almost like a jazz musician. Yeah, it's just un- unpredictable timing, and rhythm is so weird. Oh, he's But t- precise. Yeah, it's like he's like floating, and also he'll just break. Yeah, my favorite thing is anytime anyone's backing Willie up, backup singers. Uh-huh. I mean, and he's a great instrumentalist too. But when people are, and they just have to stay on the same yeah. because he's just fucking playing jazz with his vocals. I thought about that. And if before. they stray at all, then you know they're getting half tones, and there's like all these kind of dissonant sounds. What song should we
1: play? That's a good example of that. You think? <sighs>
2: Good question. We'll close it
1: up with a Willie Nelson song.
2: Oh, Willie. There's too many, but. There's so many. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example of that
1: with backup singers. Angel flying close to the ground.
2: I mean. That's
1: such a sappy song. Maybe like Redheaded
2: Stranger or something. Redheaded Stranger. That's
1: a classic one. When I type this in, it says Willie Nelson, Rudolph the red Nose Reindeer comes (laughs) up first. Let's hear this. I haven't listened to this in a long time.
2: This those little like Brogan vibratos and I love him. You seen him live? Yeah, I saw him last year on New Year's uh, Eve. Uh, oh, was it in great in Austin at ACL? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's ACL? Austin City Limits. Oh shit! Yeah,
1: damn. It was right? incredible. That's a hot ticket.
2: I know. Whole was family was like there. Lucas. Girl?
1: Your whole family or his whole
2: family? His, his whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas Nelson is. Have you heard him at no, all? He's not at all. Incredible. It Are you sounds serious? just like Willie. So maybe we should listen to that
1: because we've, we've all heard this. Yeah, you?
2: put on some Lucas.
1: What's a good song? He's I don't know. Oh, I mean, it seems like he does a lot of his own stuff.
2: He does, yeah, but his voice is so much like a young Willie. It's funny how that just. That
1: you can't escape the voice. Like, that's something where... Well, I suppose Hank Williams Jr., Hank the Third sounds more like Hank than the Jr. does. agree, yeah.
2: And Luke Lewis Nelson, like, The
1: Promise of the Real?
2: I think he does a lot of, like, soundtracks and stuff now, too. Let's play like, this one Like, working here. on movie stuff.
1: Let's hear the sound. He's got a
2: more rock sound, but his yeah. voice...
1: still got a lot of air, and it. it's nice.
2: Yeah.
1: It sounds real. Got a little conga action. <laughs> a little got Billy little, Ocean. Got a little DMT in there. <laughs> Ooh, got some uh, some backup vocals.
2: Shit's good. I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, he's very talented. I don't mind sleeping alone. That's so funny. It means I don't have it's like his own take, but you, you know that they're alone. related. Yeah. Yeah. He sounds a, Yeah. But he's got like a modern kind of rock version of that voice. Yeah, it's good. He just pushes a
1: little harder.
2: Stays more in the top register. When I was a little kid,
1: I saw my grandpa's Willie Nelson cassette in the truck and I said ask my mom if Willie Nelson could be my grandpa because I love his fucking braids
2: yeah he looks so so dope yeah what'd she say?
1: I don't know I don't remember I just she reminded me that I said that
2: she said sure Johnny
1: I I was thinking about this the other day (laughs) I felt bad like I wonder if my grandpa felt bad about me saying that because it's like, I would still want him to be my grandpa.
2: can yeah, William Nelson also be my an grandpa? an extra grandpa. We never have enough.
1: I'm not sure uh, what he thought about that, but he probably didn't mind. Because I was probably like four or five.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You got any shows coming out people should know
2: about? Sure, yeah. I'm going to be in San Francisco for Sketch Fest. Right. When does this come out? Uh, probably
1: ASAP, actually.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. I'll be there um, next Thursday. I think it's the 24th, January 24th at the Punchline. Nice. And doing a bunch of Sketchfest shows. I'll be in Denver at the end of the month. Where? I'll be in D.C. in March at the D.C. Comedy Loft. You can come to that. What's the Denver show? I'm just doing a little run of Denver shows. Nice. You know, have yeah. you done that up there? I have. It's nice. Not really,
1: but Denver is great.
2: You should do it. Because you I can should. go. Five days, get a bunch of long sets. Everyone's so nice. Really? They help you out. Yeah, they're flying me out and stuff. I did not even know about this. I don't know
1: about this. They're a very
2: welcoming comedy community. They are. We they'll set a, you up.
1: We did a show, so they'll show there one time, and it was very welcoming.
2: It's really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess check my
0: Twitter for that or something. Uh-huh. Amy Miller. And then... At Amy Miller. deep dates in D.C., Austin coming up. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Maybe go to a honky-tonk. It's so hard to hear this without making your voice do it. It's impossible, actually. Yes. <laughs> Is that science? Uh, no, it's not impossible, but it's, it's almost impossible. I'm I think, not doing it. I think you can't... You know that there's like a old riot control thing where yeah. they, they feed your voice back to you like a second after you say it, and it prevents you from talking because you can't talk if you're hearing yourself... If, like, if I were to do that to you, you would be, it would stop you from talking. Um, it fucks you up really doing bad. Doing a low voice. Now you're doing a low See, I always end up, I always, like, shaping my mouth differently. Because now we're here, now it's like, now I just want to go to the cupcake shop and <laughs> eat all the fucking cupcakes. <laughs> Call my Sky Daddy. Sky Daddy, <laughs> when are we going to get lifted? <laughs> when am I going to be with one of the 77,777 that gets sky lifted? Oh, <laughs> sky Daddy. Daddy. My Sky Daddy lives in Denver. He's a mile high boy. My Sky Daddy lives in Fist City. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be Denver. You're going to be D.C. San Francisco. Can... San Francisco. Austin. Austin. We're gonna... They're on my website, amymillercomedy.com. With... A-M-Y mm-hmm. why You got it. thank you thanks for being here you're the best johnny, johnny. you can been to live to tape on radiostarburns.net check us out online at www.wishfulthinking.com slash reggae in the morning with cindy and jason and sky daddy oh, sky daddy Bye.